How do you sort out the so-called jargon from real-world practices that work? Do the members of your organization find some business advice utterly confusing? Welcome to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. In this program, we set the record straight and in terms that people at any level of business and technology can understand. Now, here is your host, Sam Holzman. Welcome to this episode of the 2020s Enterprise. And this particular episode is around a role that we started looking at almost a decade ago. And the phrase that we use is a business technology collaborator or partner. And there's obviously many different words that we can use. And the reason we're using those words is because this is a hybrid of skills for an individual that requires both some business acumen or understanding and also some technology competencies uh, that are there. And the best example that I can give people is sort of like an orchestra conductor, an orchestra conductor. Now, what does that individual do? The orchestra conductor may not know how to play the violin, but knows what a violin can do. They may not know how to play a tuba, but they know the capabilities of a tuba that's there. On the other side, they may not know how to compose a score of music, but they know how to use that score to actually execute some things. And so <clears throat> this role of a business technology collaborator, I'm going to use the word, uh, the phrase D- BTTP on purpose here, <clears throat> business technology partner is to bring that concept to our world of technology. And the reason for that is, and we say this quite a bit in our consulting work, I don't think organizations are getting yelled at because programs, technology is not compiling. In other words, the system is built or the technology is in place. It's what's being built doesn't support the business very well. And so it's not about the technology aspects. It's about that transformation or that translation of what the business is looking for to something that technology can enable. Secondarily, it's really a two-way street. We can't expect business people to be up on the latest and greatest whiz-band technologies that they may be able to use in their business. That's sort of our domain. So we should be able to suggest projects, programs, activities that actually enable the business to meet their mission or strategic objectives better. So it's that collaboration role that's there. And if I can be a bit more direct, phrases such as technology supports the business or needs to be aligned with the business, those are industrial age thinking. It really is an old school thinking. It is not about that. It's sort of like saying that, you know, finance supports the business. As Homer Simpson says, duh, well, of course. Of course it supports the business. They are part of the business. They are the business. And this is the way we have to look at technology. Technology is the business. And the the BTP provides that focus of understanding business needs, the possibilities of technology to address those needs, and can present a business case that is suitable and understandable to the business stakeholders. And of course, transformable or translatable by the technology specialists. And so sometimes a bit of an insulting phrase is, technology needs to be more than an order taker. That, that's not the case. And we believe that if, with all due respect, I really mean that phrase with all due respect when I say the following. If a CIO, a chief information officer, thinks that their role, their most important role, is building and managing systems, then CIO means career is over. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It's helping the business move into this new dynamic age where change is almost constant Technology is evolving. There's no, it's not stable. It's evolving. And the technology organization has to ask, act as a catalyst with the business unit 
to move the organization forward. And we call that role a BTP. It's quite different from a business analyst or a technology or even just an architect role. It's not a traditional order uh, order taking function. And that group or people have the ability to rationally balance both short and long term business needs and technology needs and goal. This balance is quite important. In other words, a short-term win in technology may actually inhibit certain future business activities, you know, that are out there. And once again, coming back to a, a uh, an analogy in the physical world, if you have a two-story building and somebody says, you know, we need a third story in, in, in our building, and you didn't prepare for that eventuality, the short-term costs were absorbable but now to add a third story to that building is a major doodah <laughs> because the structure has to be completely changed and those balances between costs and benefits and long and short term is something that the BTP can bring to the uh, uh, the marketplace so the BTP BTP excuse me skill set is a balance between first human communication and technology awareness And it's very exciting at this point because organizations are doing this. And we're kind of excited about it because we even saw from one of our clients an advertisement about looking for BTPs with the job description and everything else. It is a hybrid role. It may come from the business people. It may come from the technology people. But our experience to date, and it's been a decade, frankly, of experimentation, this is just coming out now for some contemporary organizations that are moving forward. We're seeing that a business person or somebody with business acumen, can we can add to those skills on the technology side a little bit easier than taking a technology-centric person and adding the business skills. But I want to be very careful here. Uh, it's early on in, in learning how we move into this hybrid world that's there, but it's becoming very, very effective. And there's three parts to this that we have to think about. There's the business activities, business goals, objectives, projects, processes, data, metrics, value propositions, quality measures, as is business states, desired state business states. All of that is around the business area. There's also the technology component, technology transformations that are going on for data and processes, methodologies and systems and operational steps and databases and reports and screen layouts and files and uh, vendor profiles and vendor activities and new products that are coming out, quality measures, And, of course, the as-is technology state and the desired state. How do we move from one to the other? And the third component is the human component, and it's something that isn't discussed very much. And that's positions and skills and administrative procedures and roles and responsibilities and structures and organizational change management and how the organization moves from its as-is organizational state to its desired state organizational environment. So each one of these, the business activities, the technology activities, and the organizational activities need to be taken into account by the BTP. And of course, they could have subject matter experts that are at their disposal, of course, to help them out in areas you know, that, are, that are like that. Just like a conductor can go to the first violinist and say, what are your skills and what does a, I'll use the phrase, a third level violinist have? Um, that is different than yours, so I know where those talents are and what the differences are. And let's go to the piccolo department or the percussion department and ask those types of questions, you know, that are out there. Or we can go to the conductor, uh, excuse me, we can go to the composer and say, what type of new um, sounds, and so to speak, are you looking for, you know, that's out there? And so that's that hybrid job that's there. It's the business, technology, and organizational activities, you know, that are, that are going on. And so what is this, what's a, what's a 
sort of a, a profile of, of what's going on, um, you know, with, with these folks. And so it really has to do with two things. One is the business dimension, which aims at developing and implementing this skill set, and also the human transformation, the people dimension of preparing the individual or the person, you know, for this particular uh, activity that is going on. And from a business standpoint, we hope that it starts off not by belief that Sam has something great to say. I hope you may think that. But what does the business need? Is, is that, can we identify an area where we've had some potential issues in the past where a role like this, this hybrid role that's there, can help in that area? And we design from at least the experience that we have, our approach to a business technology partner, BTP, and we look at the organization and come up with a design for that particular uh, organization. We'd implement that role, and then, of course, we'd monitor some successes that are going on there. Now, from an individual standpoint, we now have the concept of, well, who would want to do this? And the other, of course, question is, who can do this? So the first thing we'd want to do is to make people aware of this. There's some people that just enjoy, if I can use the phrase, writing code or solving things out. Rather than figuring out what to solve uh, that's there or what the issue is or what the opportunity is, tell me what your end result wants to be and I'll make sure that I build it different role. Wonderful. We got to keep those people around, of course, and, and we got to make sure that's there. But there's other roles. So we have to make people aware that there is this hybrid skill that to me is really, really, really interesting. And I believe that a BTP will become very quickly one of the key human assets that organizations are going to looking for. Much quicker, I think, in the uptake and much more recognizable than some of the more specific technology skills that are out there. Just think about the wealth of understanding that individual will have and will gain in the organization that's there. And of course, after there's an awareness of the individual that this is possible, there has to be a desire that they'd actually want to do this and change things that are going on. Once that desire is there, then they have to look for the knowledge. And it's a little bit scarce out there right now, and we are just formulating uh, the BTP Institute. I hate to use highfalutin phrases there. We are putting together a formal external activity, taking it out of the proprietary uh, client-based things that we're doing more into the public domain, and it'll be under the, 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 ma- the sort of like the banner we call the BTP Institute uh, that's there that will look at this hybrid approach and it will be an education and training and consulting arm that looks at, especially the education and training, the skills that are there and individuals and then moving them from either a business side or technology start into this hybrid. So we'll be talking about business architecture, talking about enterprise architecture, talking about soft skills. Those are the, the, the three general categories. There's going to be more than that. But that soft skills is going to be part and parcel of this particular area because a high component here is going to be human communication. So that's the knowledge gain that we hope to bring to uh, organizations that recognize that this is really the underlying issue in an organization. It's not building code faster. It's not requirements, definitions, or use cases, or Hadoop, or Ruby on Rails. These are all wonderful things, uh, if I throw some you know terms at you. But if we cannot understand and transform what the business is looking for, all of these things are solutions looking for a problem. And that's really what we have. And an example of this is budgets. <laughs> Maintenance budgets are getting higher. And unfortunately, the other thing that's getting larger is the amount of hacking going on. And I think a high degree of this is because of what you and I are talking about here. So once we have that knowledge, we then have to see if the individuals have the ability. 
And this is going to be a little bit sensitive. There will be people that have the desire but don't have the ability to communicate. This is about communication, and that's part of the ability test, if I can use that phrase, or we're, we're going to have to look at for that particular role. And then if there are people to do this, of course, then there's going to have to be some ramp up um, and reinforcement during that time, you know, as, as, as this goes forward. So we have a series of steps, if I can use that phrase. Uh, this is not uh, hypothetical. <laughs> it's based on real good practices. There hasn't been a ton of practice out there yet. But this is not a report from an analyst that says maybe we should look at this over the next five or ten years. This is implementable, and it really, really is valuable. So we're going to take a short break at this particular point in time. We're talking about this concept of a business technology partner. And when we come back from this, we're going to be talking a little bit about the functions or roles the individual has. You're listening to Sam Holzman. This is the 2020s Enterprise We'll see you back here in just a few minutes talking about business technology partners. Is your organization in the internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit PinnacleBusinessGroup.com. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so, the book, Reaching the Pinnacle, a methodology of business understanding, technology planning, and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner Sam Holzman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture. This helpful, no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic. It helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. You are listening to The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to sam at eacoe.org. That's sam at eacoe.org. Now, back to The 2020s Enterprise. Welcome back to The 2020s Enterprise. I'm Sam Holzman. The topic of today uh, is this role that we call a business technology partner. In our last segment, I tried to describe just a little bit of where this person or this role sort of fits in this world of technology transformation and technology and business movement and business strategy and those types of things. Um, it's a hybrid role that you can probably visualize and it involves three things some business understanding, some technology or understanding. And the thing that we're also suggesting is that individual or group of people also need human and organizational understanding. In the first segment, we chatted a little bit about where this fits. And what I want to do now is to talk about the, the functions, the, the things that an, an individual, a BTP, needs to do to carry out that particular role. And this is not in a prioritized order, but it's sort of like to get people thinking, and I put it into an order where I want people to think about where, what skills are 
just a bit more important than the other. It, we can't let any of them go, but some of them are, are really, really more important. And that's when you start looking at who this individual can be. You have to start looking at some of these functions they can perform. And the first one is possibly something that is not too surprising if you listen to our last segment, being able to interact with human beings. I, I know that sounds sometimes kind of funny, but a business technology partner is going to be the main point of contact between the business people and the technology people in an organization that's there. And what they're going to be doing is discussing potential new ideas, thoughts, and advice, as well as answering questions and problems that a client may have out there now. And that's the unique role. It is way more than order taking. It's actually saying, let me tell you, what, you know, I, I went to this business conference. Let me repeat. I went to this business conference and I saw some things in there that we went, may want to consider as a business. And I see how we as a business unit and our technology partners within our, uh, our, our area can actually enable that here. And here could be some of the competitive advantages uh, that we can get in there. Now, some of the reactions you may see, with all due respect, is, hey, how come you're in my sandbox? Well, that's why this role has to be formalized. It's it's not just done because you don't have anything better to do. It's actually a role where people see that it's not IT supporting the business or systems supporting the business. It's part of the business, and that role is to um, Take a subject matter experts that, for example, really, really in a business area, tremendously knowledgeable about product development or human resource management or finance and not replace that individual by any means or their expertise. They're the subject matter expert. But for the BTP to bring that hybrid understanding and supplement the tremendous understanding the individual has about their business unit but add a little bit of potential understanding or ideas on how technology coupled with that business knowledge can move things forward. And before people go off and and do this as a BTP, what we suggest and what we've been implementing, again, in, in our early days here, is find out and you've heard very phrase, various phrases about there where hot buttons are, you know, and people come up with these, what I would suggest is overly complex heat maps and all these other things, you know, that are out there. I sometimes just get really jaundiced at all these new types of things that people throw at other people without thinking through the human dynamics and the understanding of what a human being can actually understand. I mean, all these tools can do tremendous things, but if a person can't understand them in less than 90 seconds nowadays, and that number is solid, it's not hyperbole, it's not fake, it's researched and emphasized. That's about all the time we have. And so in order to figure out what those hot buttons are, Rather than something, rather than heat maps, let's find out. And and if you want to use heat maps, that's fine. I I don't have any argument with any of these things, as long as the individual that you're giving this to can look at what you have and figure out what it means in 90 seconds. It doesn't mean they can reproduce what you've done, but they have to understand what they're they're getting in the, in that period of time. And so somehow, what we want to do is to get more than a top-of-mind understanding as to what things are on, on the list of items that are critical to the business, to su- that support the business, that may need some attention one way or another. And they could be thoughts. They could be beliefs. But let's bring those forward. And there's formal approaches that we can take to get those. But what are the issues that are seeing, or even more important, is what are the opportunities that are out there to increase the organization or the group's performance or the enterprise performance that's there? And that could be business services. 
For example, we can re-engineer business processes, and actually it should be called business process engineering because they were never really engineered in the first place. So it's not just a technology component, but a different way of doing business to meet a client's need a different way. The BTP can help in those particular areas also uh, that's there. These are uh, ideation, bringing ideas to to, to the organization that's there. And it can be done through surveys or interviews. Um, I want to be very careful when I just throw these terms out. Um, we're very conscious of people's times. And our approach in anything we do as an organization, on our enterprise architecture side or business architecture side or consulting side or advisory services, is to minimize business intrusion. I use that term on purpose. They People are busy. I'm not going to send out a bunch of surveys for people to fill out and then they go into this bucket and and things like that. I want to be very conscious, very conscious that I'm invading that organization or individual space. They are busy. And I want to make sure that what I'm doing is taking that time and using it in the most valuable way possible. And that's why I say behind all of the work that we do, we try to look at minimizing business intrusion. Now, once we see that, we can then look at some kind of an evaluation process that says, well, here's some stuff that the business is looking at, new, old problems, opportunities. Let's look at what we're seeing in a technology perspective and see if there could be some quick wins, the phrase, of course, low-hanging fruit, or some of these long-term issues or things like that. That's the hybrid thinking that a BTP will bring. Now, when I use the phrase BTP, it doesn't necessarily mean it's one individual. As a matter of fact, it'd be great if it was a a group of people to bring that synergistic approach there. It's sort of like, you know, uh, and we've had all these concepts all along, like brainstorming and things like that. The difference here, it's not wild guessing it's actually being able to point to things and say, let me show you how this is possible. So it's bringing to, to the forefront things that are highly probable and possible versus academic. I, that sometimes is, is a phrase that people are a little bit uncomfortable with, you know, or stretch goals or impossibilities that are out there. Again, I have nothing but respect for academia. We work with universities all the time. But you, I think you know what I'm talking about here. It's that, oh, you got to be kidding. We can't possibly do that. Why are we even you know, wasting our time looking at that? And then some kind of prioritization process. And this is where the BTP can really help. And that's because if the BTP that we suggest organizations uh, from a skill set standpoint have done some business architecture or enterprise architecture, and there is a business architecture, enterprise architecture in the organization, they understand that one of the key indicators of the six indicators in a business that are required is a strong understanding of the business drivers, the business goals. And a business goal isn't improve productivity, reduce cost, value, employ. It is a completely understood phrase that includes a strategic understanding, a measure, an accountability or action orientation, a result in a time frame. And of course, what I'm describing is the full definition of a goal or objective or whatever you want to call it. And that the term that I was using, of course, is SMART, the five components, strategic, measurable, actionable, results-oriented time frame. And once we have that, we can start mapping things and we, we, as the partner, can make sure that both the technologists and the business people are recognizing how this particular potential action can address that full definition uh, we were looking at. And, of course, during that time, the BTP is doing some measurements, <laughs> metrics. Oh, my gosh. Everybody wants metrics. Well, how, how do you get metrics? You know, you, you know, start doing you start getting metrics, you start measuring things, you know, that are out there to figure out what is going on. And once we have all of that in place, then we can start looking at, 
more formalized enablement approaches. If it's a business process engineering effort, if it's an organizational change effort, uh, if it's a systems effort, a system modification, system retirement, any of those things would then involve what we refer to as the general contractor, so to speak. So once we have all this in place, we then have the enablers of that and using, again, the physical analogy, the uh, building architects and the plumbers and the electricians and the heating, ventilation and air conditioning people, whatever it is, to actually enable that. And we'll be monitoring the things that are, you know, that are going on there. So once again, it's not a it's not a one-off type of situation, you know, that's there. And so those are some of the basic basic skills uh, that we suggest need to be in place. Now, what would be some of the qualities of an individual that's there? And I'm just going to discuss those briefly at this particular point. Uh, there needs to be some outgoing personality characteristic that's there. And that doesn't mean a clown <laughs> or, or somebody that's an actor, but an, 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 an inhibited person just isn't going to be able to do this job, unfortunately, because there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, you know, and, and reading body language, all these phrases that you hear about, these can be taught. Some people really are comfortable uh, in those interactions, and some are not. Um, this this last client we were working with, we had a group of people, eight people that were were looking at various things, and within less than a day, you can sort of figure out with our sponsor in this project who was going to percolate to the top just in the interactions that you were seeing, you know, that was their eye contact and the comfortable comfortableness with that type of thing. The ability to, you know, to communicate, um, you know, and, and you hear these phrases in the human uh, dynamics world quite a bit, you know, empathy and all these other things. There's a whole list of these things that, you know, that are there, but they're really required. And at the same time, know how to spell HTML <laughs> and, and know what possibly uh, an architected approach is versus an implemented approach, uh, you know, that's out there. And what a symbol to order can bring to an organization versus handcrafting. These types of things that are there, but there has to be some outgoing personality a little bit to bring those ideas into place and recognize some of them may be accepted, some of them may not be accepted, you know, that's out there. Within that, of course, underneath that is friendly and approachable. Friendly and approachable. Sounds kind of basic, but some people are just more suited to interacting with a computer screen or compiler, which is fantastic. We need those people that are out there versus being able to interact and, and, and things like that with, with the human being there. And underlying that with an outgoing personality and a friendly and approachable manner is usually a bit of curiosity. It's that, what if we do this? Or what if we do that? Or what if we change this? Not willy-nilly, because there's nothing better to do, change for change's sake. Um, you know, as, I, as I, I joke with people, I says, if you don't know what to do, you reorganize. And it's sort of like moving the deck chairs around the Titanic. And excuse me for using that particular analogy. Nothing really is accomplished, but there's some there's some motion that occurs and people feel comfortable with that. And that curiosity is to sort of dig into a little bit of how the business works and some of the new technologies to see if things can become more effective or more efficient. That's that curiosity component. It's not a dissatisfaction with the status quo, but it's a curiosity if we can even make things better. You've been listening at this point to the 2020s Enterprise. Again, I'm Sam Holzman. The topic of today is this concept of a business technology partner. We'll continue our dialogue in just a few minutes. See you back here in just a few minutes. Is your organization in the internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. 
Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit PinnacleBusinessGroup.com. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so, the book, Reaching the Pinnacle, a methodology of business understanding, technology planning, and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner Sam Holzman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture. This helpful, no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic. It helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. You are listening to The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to sam at eacoe.org. That's sam at eacoe.org. Now, back to The 2020s Enterprise. Business technology partners is the topic of the day. I'm Sam Holzman. We're talking about the 2020s Enterprise program that you're listening to. And this skill that we're bringing uh, to organizations called a business technology partner. And that individual is an individual that has a hybrid set of skills in understanding the business, understanding the technology, and the third component is being able to communicate that both in a written format and, of course, a verbal format that's there. And so there's business acumen, technology acumen, and the ability to communicate to various, if you want to use the word, stakeholders or customers or clients in the organization that's there. And in our last segment, we talked about some of the functions that a business technology partner would perform. And we ended that discussion about some of the qualities that was there. And for example, somewhat of an outgoing personality, the desire to communicate that's there. Someone that is friendly and approachable to bounce ideas off of and not get, I can't believe this is what you're looking at. You know, that went out with the horse and buggy days, you know, come on, (laughs) versus, you know, and, and, and not being, not being to the point of saying, well, we'll, you know, we'll get back to you on that because that's not what people are looking for. But the ability to dialogue and probe, because I genuinely believe when there is an interaction, and especially in an organization, I don't think people are trying to sabotage the organization or make it fail. I do think that people are trying to make it better. And part of the issue is that, that communication, that communication. And 700 pages of text ain't going to work. And 17 pages of text are probably not going to work either because we're talking, once again, about human beings. And we have to recognize how individuals understand especially complex things. And it is not about 700 pages of text or 70 pages of text or 17 pages of text. We just can't absorb that. And obviously, in a previous episode of the 2020s Enterprise, Uh, that you may want to look at. We talked extensively about how individuals understand things that are complex. And that is very, very important here. And the final aspect of a quality of a business technology partner we talked about was a bit of curiosity. In other words, looking beyond what's there. And the curiosity isn't, I got to change something. 
Uh, one of the fascinations to me is is measures, um, you know, that people have. And without sounding political, and I really do not want to bring politics into anything that you and I are discussing here. Some people measure the success of the House or Senate, you know, whether it's in the state government or the federal government, by the number of new laws that are passed. I, <laughs> when you hear somebody say it's the do-nothing Congress because they didn't pass any law, you know what? That is the dumbest measure that I've ever heard. What kind of measure is that? That's that's ridiculous. Because you know what will happen? You know, hey, uh, we passed the 647 laws. Look how good we are. It has nothing to do with the way the citizenry or the government or the strategy or our economic standing in the in the universe. There's no bearing to it. There's no correlation with that or internally with an organization. Measuring lines of code. Let me ask a bit of a rhetorical question here as a measure. Are you better off in your organization or worse off in your organization when the lines of code in your in your computer department are increasing? Interesting question. Of course, what we're looking at is functionality that's there. And these measures that we're looking at are the, are the same thing. Not change for change's sake, but are we moving the ball forward? And so all of these things... And when people come to you or I with ideas, I believe this is what we have to start looking at. And a BTP has a critical role there of probing those types of questions, not saying no or yes, but probing with that in mind, not change for change sake, not because we have the latest whiz bang technological magic to make all the pain go away, which is what you see all the time uh, in, in various literatures that are out there, but what can actually move the organization forward and people can say, you know, I can see a path. I can see the path here. I can see a traceable path. It has some transparency now, and that's what we're going to be working on. But I think that this can actually work to make this thing better, uh, you know, that, you know, that's out there. And in order to do that, the BTP really needs strong communication skills. And those strong communication skills are both verbal and written. Now, when people hear the word written, they immediately think about the technology. (laughs) Uh, If I can use the Microsoft suite here for just a moment, Microsoft Word or Microsoft PowerPoint. (laughs) It's not the technology uh, that's going to make the difference, you know, that's out there. We're going to throw some whiz-bang videos in there uh, that are out there. And maybe all that is great. Maybe that's what we should be doing. But don't get the message mixed up with the media that's there. And the BTP has to put a message together that is understandable and executable in some cases. In other words, It's not just a bunch of hyperbole, for example. It has some pathway that's there. And so the written communication is the why or how explanations that are going on. Of course, the same thing verbal. And when it comes to the verbal, we always talk about, you know, verbal communication. And the BTP skills can be categorized in two areas. One of the most difficult skill is the phrase that we we tend to call, a lot of you have heard this phrase, the elevator pitch. <laughs> and the only reason people use that is because there's a, there's a time involved there. In other words, it's not going to be 20 minutes. Well, if it's understory building, maybe. <laughs> but it's going to be very quick, crisp, you know, that's out there. But the other thing about verbal communication is not just how, but when. Is the elevator the right time to start talking about this? And we have to recognize that the people we're communicating with have brain cells that are filled up or being filled all the time. And so we need to put all of this in context. And this is one of the soft skills that's very, very important. We can't go up to our boss or director or manager or client and say, 
Um, you know, as you requested three weeks ago, uh, here's the solution. Any questions? We have to put it in context. That individual may not may have 700 things on their plate or 70 things on their plate or don't even remember or may have been a passing request or things like that. So part of this verbal communication and written communication is contextualization of what's going on, bringing that focus. This is what we're talking about. This is what we were chatting about last week or two weeks ago or what our thought processes were. Here's what we're done and here's where we're going. So some of those verbal and written communication skills can be taught and they have to be practiced. And no matter how many books you read or outlines you get, you got to practice this. As, as the phrase goes, it doesn't matter how many books you read on, on golfing. Um, Tiger Woods still gets out there every day. I don't know if he does every day or not and hits a thousand golf balls. Okay. How many golf balls do you hit? Or let me ask you this question. How many pages do you write a day or a week or month? How many communications do you practice in front of a mirror? One of my favorite uh, 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 rock legends is Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones. And if you've ever seen him or on concert or on television, he's up on stage remarkably for an incredible number of hours. And what he's doing on stage is not random movements. He practices this stuff. And if you look at some of the documentaries that have been done for hours and hours and hours and hours until it becomes almost secondary to him, he knows what the next movement is going to be with this song in this particular venue. It's all choreographed. Now, there's, I'm sure there's spontaneity that occurs, but it is practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. As the phrase goes, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? It's not be- by buying a violin <laughs> that's out there or by taking an Uber or Lyft, by the way. Ha, ha, ha. It's that practice that goes on and that feedback that goes on. And you and I have to start thinking about that. And we owe it to our business partners and our technology partners, if we are a BTP, to present not only a solid case, but present it in a professional and highly competent manner, and that's the communication skills. I've spent some time on this on purpose because it's something that we just don't think about very much, and frankly, we don't practice it very much, both from a business professional standpoint and a technology professional standpoint. And you can do this anytime. It doesn't matter where you are in the organization. People say, well, you know, managers do that. Well, no, you can do that. You're managing a project. You're managing yourself. You're managing your department. You're managing an application, a system. You're managing your workload. So that title isn't where it goes. It's, again, that practice uh, you know, that, that goes on. We also have to recognize that there is a balance. And I wish I could tell you where that line is to say, well, how much technology do I have to know and how much business do I have to know in order to be a good BTP? And it, it, some of it has to do with another phrase that has some looseness with it. It's awareness, you know, that's out there. Again, coming back to the orchestra conductor. Uh, an orchestra conductor knows the difference between a violin and a cello and a, and a bass. They know they're all string instruments, but they know the differences between those to some degree of understanding. They may actually know, um, you know, the uh, octave ranges of these things that are out there. So we can see that mix of things. And so for, to, in order to develop this, what we're looking at is a gradual activity. Now, at this point in our discussion, some of you may saying, well, where does this individual or group belong? If that's what you're thinking right now, I've got you. <laughs> You've gotten past the recognition that we need this. It's a secondary question on where it sits. And there is no one place that this will sit as we see it. Some people say it should be attached to the business area because it really has to do with a business transformation. And some people say that 
a lot of the ideas in the digital world we're in right now are going to come from the technology group, and therefore, it should be in the technology group. And I'm going to say to you, not cavalierly, but it doesn't matter yet. The key thing is who has the skills or where can we develop those skills to become essentially a business technology partner, um, you know, that's, you know, that's out there. So in this area, we're seeing pretty rapid movement in there. And if this concept is a little bit new to you, I can understand that. We've been looking at it, exploring it for almost a decade. And I am comfortable now to say that this is a skill that the organizations are going to see are tremendously valuable. And it's that hybrid skill, you know, that we're, uh, we're, uh, we're talking about. And my last point here in our discussion today is there are now job descriptions that we've seen out there. And I think this is great. <laughs> I think this is fantastic. And, there are even some people using the phrase business technology partner. Uh, and we're a little bit humbled that this is happening so quickly, but we're seeing how important that is. And it's that competency of business acumen, consultative skills, communication skills, frankly, the ability also to influence uh, out there, understanding dollars. Let's not forget that. We have to understand there's going to be cost and benefits on everything that's going on and planning and organizing, building that pathway so people can see uh, what's there and the ability to handle and juggle a few balls at a time. In other words, multiple priorities. And a BTP will be able to balance some of that because they're looking across various business relationships that are out there. And the concept of building relationships is underneath all of that. It's that trusted advisor, I think, is another phrase that we can use for a business technology partner. And the last item is that individual has to have some ability to assist or address or manage, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Whether we call it architecture or design or analysis or requirements, definitions, those types of things are the next step. So we've been discussing the concept of a business technology partner. I hope that has brought some new insight into a skill we believe is going to be vital as we move into the 2020s enterprise. You've been listening to myself, Sam Holzman. Please reach out to me at sam at eacoe.org, sam at eacoe.org. I'd be thrilled to talk to you about this. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in this week to the 2020s Enterprise. Be sure to join your host, Sam Holzman, again for another edition of our program next Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more topics of discussion then. 